Everyone, welcome into another INE Live. I'm your host, Katherine Brown. We're glad you're here today because we are really excited to be talking about something we've been working on for a long time here at INE. We're launching CTF Arena this week. And if you've heard about it, you're in really good company because it is all the buzz right now. If you haven't heard about it, well, this is a great time to learn. We are going to dive into that shortly. Just to give you a quick snapshot of exactly what this is, what we're going to be talking about and doing today, INE's CTF Arena is pretty much just what it sounds like. It's a gamified platform chock full of capture the flag challenges and labs to keep you engaged, learning new tactics, and connecting with the cyber community. It's also a lot of fun and by the way, it is completely free. You do not need an INE subscription, not even an INE account to access the CTF arena. So it's really open to everyone by design. We're gonna get to all the good stuff in a second and we're gonna have some demonstrations and even some hints about some of these capture of the flags uh, in just a moment. First, as we do each time here on INE Live, I wanna mention that we are of course streaming live right now on social media platforms, including LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We love when you ask questions in the comments. We see people in there commenting, good to see you, keep those questions coming. Um, we've got a team of people monitoring your questions so we can get to them and answer them as quickly as possible. So go ahead and drop your uh, comments and your questions in there. If we miss your question, we'll do our best to try and go back and answer it in the comments after the live stream is over. So be sure to check back after we end this and uh, see if we've gotten to your comment. With that, I want to welcome in our guest of honor today. And I'm so excited to bring in Shantanu Kale. Shantanu is one of the masterminds of CTF Arena, an absolute genius. Uh, worked to design this from the ground up. Shantanu is the infrastructure team lead for the state-of-the-art INE Lab platform. He's one of the core contributors of AWS GOAT. He's published his work at Black Hat Arsenal, DEF CON Demo Labs, RootCon, and he's also a trainer for cloud and network pen testing training. So Shantanu, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, all the way from India, we are glad to have you here. Thank you, Catherine. I'm thrilled to see the excitement and buzz around Operation Shadow Cloud and the launch of the CTF Arena. It's incredibly rewarding to witness the enthusiasm from the cybersecurity community. And we've put a lot of effort into designing this CTF. And we sure hope that this will test the skills of the participants. And seeing the anticipation and interest is truly gratifying for us. And we're eager to provide a challenging experience for everyone involved. Are you, uh, are, are you surprised by how excited people are and how enthusiastic people are to get into this? I mean, this, is, this has been so much work and you know, we launched it. We're really excited here um, at INE, but that's really translating into uh, the broader community being, being really excited and engaged. Yes, we worked for like multiple weeks on this and it was, we had a lot of uh, challenges in making this regarding how the lab would be, how it, it needs to be, it needs to be good, it need, people need to enjoy it, it should be challenging and seeing it all come to life, being fruitful, uh, it's a great experience. Love seeing this. Awesome. All right. So for those not familiar with CTF, um, can you just explain what a capture the flag or CTF competition is? Um, what's a flag? What's a write-up? What's this whole thing about? Yep, certainly. Uh, so a CTF or a capture the flag competition, it's a cybersecurity challenge where the participants engage in a game. It's a, it's a game like scenario to solve a series of security related puzzles. So the primary goal over here is to find flags that are strategically, strategically placed throughout the challenges. So a flag in the context of a CTF, it's a piece of hidden information. So it could be a string of characters or a specific file. 
that the participants need to locate and extract to demonstrate successful completion of a challenge. So flags over here are like the goals or the objectives of the game. So they come in various formats. For this particular CTF, flags are strings over here with, that start with the word flag and with text inside them, inside curly braces. So all of you watching out there, this is what you have to find. So this was about a flag. A write-up is basically a detailed explanation of what the written by any participant, what the steps or methodologies were used to solve this particular CTF. So it serves as a post-competition analysis and is, it is very valuable for sharing knowledge, learnings from others and improving overall cybersecurity skills. So write-ups will also typically include whatever techniques the users has used, what thought processes were employed to like solve these challenges. And these are an essential resource for learning and skilled within the cybersecurity industry. So there are a lot of different types of CTF challenges that you can can create, that you can participate in, whether it's cryptography, reverse engineering, cloud security, you know, there are quite a number of categories. Um, can you break those down and, and just explain what the different categories are, kind of what they mean? Yeah, certainly. So CTF challenges, they span a wide category. So each of these specific, specific, uh, focus on different aspects of cybersecurity. So for cybersecurity, uh, if you go into specific challenges, as you mentioned, cryptography. So it involves the study of codes and ciphers. So participants need to often encrypt or decrypt some messages using, using various techniques. For reverse engineering ones, participants have to analyze and understand the functionality of compiled software or firmware. And they even may need to reverse engineer these binaries to find the vulnerabilities and extracted information that could be the flags. So this particular CTF, as the name suggests, Operation Shadow Cloud, it's a cloud-focused CTF. So this emphasizes on serverless applications. So here participants will need to find and exploit flaws in the hosted apps, client-side code, identity and access management, misconfigurations, and other cloud-specific vulnerabilities. So different CTFs do provide a diverse and comprehensive set of challenges, and this will help test participants' skill in various areas of cybersecurity. Cyber all right, and I know you're going to give a demo uh, in just a couple of minutes and give us a little bit, a few hints uh, on ways to uh, ways to capture these some of these flags. But um, continuing just to kind of talk about what this is, what kind of skills do you need to have to do this? I mean, can someone just starting out open their computer and, and just basically figure it out? Do you need some basic skills, or can you be challenged if you're really at those higher levels of the profession? Yeah. So. Participating in CTF competitions, it is a rewarding, rewarding experience for all individuals with various skill levels in cybersecurity. Now, these challenges challenges are often designed to accommodate participants with different levels of skills. Now, well, beginners can certainly start with these CTFs. So it is essential for them to be open to learning and researching as they encounter new concepts. This is very important to do. So CTFs are an excellent platform of skill development and participants can progress from simpler challenges to more complex ones as they gain experience and knowledge. Now, these cater to broader audiences, from beginners to experts. These are, this is an inclusive and a dynamic environment, and it will, help, it will be helpful to them to increase their cybersecurity skills at any stage of their professional journey. Now, for this, for this CTF, Operation Shadow Cloud, it is an intermediate level challenge, so it would be pretty difficult for someone just starting out and just getting hands-on with their computers. But for someone who has at least some exposure to cloud security, these are doable challenges. Also, the difficulty level varies between challenges, and the starting ones are, I would say, pretty doable. So you mentioned that these are, are really useful tools in terms of learning cybersecurity and continuing to get that ongoing training on new methods and tactics. W what is it about CTFs in particular that make them such a useful training tool? So these competitions are highly valuable for learning cybersecurity trainings and training people on new methods and tactics for several reasons. So I would talk about the 
the few of few of those that I feel are the most important. So first of all is the practical application. So CTS provide hands-on real-world scenarios, and your part participants will actively apply their knowledge to solve these challenges. So now this practical experience is invaluable for reinforcing theoretical concepts and developing practical skills. So you can keep on reading about these things or watching videos, tutorials, but learning and reinforcement, as per me, is done practically. So as is the objective with INE's hands-on learning experience. Now participants must employ critical thinking and creative problem-solving skills to solve all of these challenges. So this not only enhances the technical abilities, but fosters a mindset that is critical for addressing complex cybersecurity issues in real-world scenarios. So this is kind of similar to the importance of having a hacker mindset in cybersecurity. So as CTS is structured to accommodate persons at various skill levels, beginners can start with simpler challenges and gradually progress to difficult ones. This allows for a very, I would say, natural skill progression, which is very helpful in le learning anything, I would say. So in a summary, CTS would be, would be an effective training ground for cybersecurity professionals and enthusiasts too, offering a very unique combination of practical experience, diverse challenges, continuous learning opportunity. They definitely do play a crucial role preparing individuals to tackle the complexities of cybersecurity in particular. All right, and so we've been teasing it, we've been teasing it. Let's, let's talk about yes. INE's first CTF Arena Challenge. Uh, the format here, pretty simple. Challenges open for two weeks. During that time, users work the challenge, earn points, achieve milestones, rank on a leaderboard. Once the challenge closes, it does move into our Skill Dive platform, which is INE's lab-exclusive platform. So you can still access it, but at that point, you will need an INE subscription for that. We've got a lot more information uh, on our website, INE.com, for that. But while the CTF is open, it is open for all. So Shantanu, can you just tell us about the first challenge describe it for us it's, it's as you mentioned operation shadow cloud decrypting the syndicate's shadows um, describe the challenge what it is the plot what it's about what the mission is yeah absolutely so operation shadow cloud so first of all it immerses participants in a fictional scenario where they play the role of an elite cybersecurity agents which are tasked with decrypting and unveiling the shadows caused by this notorious cyber criminal syndicate now the challenge is built around key elements of uh, serverless and event-driven architectures in AWS and GCP environments. So participants can expect misconfigurations with cloud services like Amazon Cognito, Amazon S3, AWS Lambda, SQS, and other services too. So these misconfigurations are also inspired from real-world incidents, security advices, and research papers or talks. Now this complete CTF consists of six challenges, each of, will, of which will be unlocked after completing its previous challenges. Now, you have to keep an eye open while solving these challenges, even though descriptions can provide you hints if you look for them hard enough. Now, there are various scenarios, some of them being that you have discovered some application being used by the syndicate, and now you have to exploit those to get inside the systems and gather more information. So that more information over here is the flags. Now, as per the scoring, the participants will earn points for each successfully completed challenge, and all of these have varying levels of difficulty. And we do have a live leaderboard that will display the rankings of the participants based on their accumulated points and how fast they have solved each of these challenges. And as it is with the CTF, recognition prize will be given to the top performers. There will be, I guess, a sense of competition within the cybersecurity community. Also, there's a two-part Easter egg to find. It shouldn't be too hard to find those. Uh, I guess it should be doable. It should be pretty doable. And now after the initial two-week challenge period, so this Operation Shadow Cloud will transition to Skill Dive platform, and participants with an INE Skill Dive subscription can continue to access and explore the challenge. And yeah, overall, it is a very it is designed to provide an engaging and very immersive experience for participants. It offers a diverse set of challenges uh, to test and embrace their enhance their cybersecurity skills, and it's a thrilling mission mm -hmm. that 
has i would say creativity problem solving and you need technical expertise to solve these challenges all right, so let's go to a live look at the challenge right now. Almost 700 users playing it right now. Um, take us through the rankings and leaderboard. Let's give some shout outs. Yep. So this is the cap. This is where we are. So yeah, we have three people over here. We have the user with the Hacker name Hacky5861, Smallest, and Steven9697. So all of these three people have solved the first two challenges. Hearts off to you guys. Great work. And Hacky was the first one to do this. We'll look at it closely. Okay. So he finished the first one. He took some time for the first one. And then he was warmed up. And did the second one quite, well, yeah, yeah, in an hour. So that's good. Great work, Hacky. And we have 652 people playing this challenge right now. So this is huge. Good work, guys. Keep on, keep on, keep on playing. Now, okay. So this is the first challenge. So this is the first challenge where you know, people come and you have to start this one. So let's just see what this challenge is about. Oh, I'll just sign in. Or we could just jump into the demo. I could show you how, how to get to the first flag. So I guess everyone would be excited about it. Yeah. yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for the demo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's, let, let's, have, let's have it. Let's so, give our loyal viewers some, uh, some, some uh, prizes for, for tuning in today. <laughs> yes. Okay, so here you go. So this is the first challenge. Uh, you open up the link. This straightforward. So what you see over here, so this is a website that the syndicate uses for, uh, say, reconnaissance of their targets, right? So you put in you put in a URL and it loads a small preview over here of what the site looks like. like so yeah, we have Wikipedia.com. So let's take out the page source. Like if we have could find anything interesting here, there's nothing interesting here. Uh, like I'll skip over the, a lot of the enumeration part and get right to it. So now this has a lot to do with uh, URI handlers. So this you see over here, file proc self environment. So what this does is normally, how is this, how would we imagine such an application would be working? Okay, whenever we put in a URL, it opens it up, it gets the file content, whatever is at the URL, and then displays it over here, right? So the part you see over here, in initially for the www.google.com or wikipedia.com, it was HTTPS. Okay, so that is a uniform resource indicator. Now over here, we have used the uniform resource indicator, PI. Now, and this is the path in the file system where we have to access the proc self environ, okay, in a Lambda environment, in a Lambda environment, proc self environ will contain the environment variables for this Lambda function. Okay, so let's see if this works. Yeah, and it works. So what we see over here, these are all the environment variables that are set for this Lambda function that this application is running on. Okay, so if you see over here, you can see a lot of juicy stuff. Okay, you scroll a bit, you see the session token, you see the function versions, access key ID. So basically using these credentials, using these credentials, you can assume the role that this Lambda function has. Now secondly, let's see what all we can do. So it is very much worth a try to assume this role, but I'll just go along the path that is set for the CTF. So over here, we also see another interesting thing. 
okay, there's this bucket, so this gallery bucket, syndicate gallery and a number in front of it. So now S3 buckets, so S3 leaks are, they are the like tops, I would say top cloud, one of the top cloud leaks. And there have been major, major leaks with organizations that have had untreated S3 buckets and lost a lot of their data. So this is one of the worst top 10 cloud hacks. So what we have done over here, we have, so whenever we have to refer to any bucket, right, we just need the bucket name and uh, this S3 URI. This S3 URI is basically .s3, dot the region where the bucket is located and amazonelos.com. So you can just brute force what all regions it can be in. Okay. So now, when we get here, when we click over here, when we click on enter and we see this, we get an access denied message. So definitely this is our production level site. This does not have the whole bucket list, like bucket cannot, should not have a list permission on it. So what we can try is a lot of time when developers are making applications, they create dev, dev components for all of this stuff, right? Dev dev storage, you have dev databases, you have dev deployments. So similarly, you can have dev buckets. So you can try out some stuff. You can try out like if we have a dev dash, dev syndicate. So we tried dev syndicate without a dash over here, but we got a message that the bucket does not exist. We'll try another one, we'll try dev dash syndicate. So over here, this is kind of uh, the initial at exploit, cloud exploit, the first cloud exploit, second cloud exploit, I would say. Over here, you're able to list the contents of this dev bucket. And a lot of times, what will happen is the contents of the dev bucket will be very much similar to the contents of the of a production level bucket. So all of these are just image files, but this over here, HTML index.html, this looks like a juicy find. Let's just see what we can have over here. I'll just copy this and open this up. Yeah, voila. Over here, we have an image gallery. Okay, so this is basically uh, the syndicate. The syndicate has some images that they want to show the, only the people who know this particular URL, only they will be able to get to this gallery. Now, as we had seen that development buckets and production buckets can have the same file path. So we just tried out the same file path on the production one. And we also have a similar application running over here. Now, where to go from here? We have, we have, we are able to access a file, but there's not much over here. Let's just see what all, how does this particular site work? What HTML, this natural HTML, what does it have? Okay, so it is just the text. Now this over here, this is nice. So you get this, this is using Idle's Cognito. Okay, you have an identity pool ID and using these credentials that it gets from Idlus Cognito, you, this is basically getting the signed URLs for this objects in this bucket. Yeah. So yeah, you're getting the image signed URL for this object, all of these images. Now what, so this is basically a Cognito challenge. So the first one, so what you'll have to do, you need the, you, or, so this particular identity pool, it definitely does have access to this bucket. So what we'll try, we'll try to get access to this Cognito, the credentials for this identity pool. Now let's see how to do that. So we'll just get this identity pool ID. Yeah, and we'll open a, a terminal. Okay. So now the first command that we're going to try out. Yep. 
So AWS Cognito identity. So this is the AWS service Cognito. Now we get an ID for this identity pool. So for this identity pool, it will create an identity and it will provide it to us. Let's see what it does. Okay, this, this went through successfully. So we have an identity over here. What happens next? Now within this identity, we have to get the credentials for the role that this identity can provide us. Okay, so over here we can see in the site, there was no additional authentication. So this is basically incognito that stuff that is happening. So this is an unauthenticated role that we could get. Okay, so over here, AWS Cognito identity get credentials for this identity. And we had created an identity over here. For this identity, we have got the access credentials for the unauthenticated role that is associated with this identity, with this identity pool basically. So now we have the access key ID, we have the secret key, and we have the session token. So now all these these three things are what you require to assume the role to like say to get what all access to what all resources this identity pool has. So just we are going to going to export this into our ENV variables. So we have access key ID over here, AWS secret access key, and the session token. Now, whenever you run AWS CLI, first, it will check out your environment variables to see if you have all of these three things. Three things, or if you have an IAM user, IAM user, you don't need a session token. For this stuff, you need the session token. And when you run the AWS CLI, so this is a particular command to get, see what is our, the caller. The caller is us. What we are doing, what role do we have? Over here, you can see, we have coordinate identity credentials. We have the prod S3 viewer role. Okay, on this account. Okay. Now we can do all operations that this identity pool has. Okay. Now we now earlier we saw that we had a bucket name, right? So what we'll try? We'll try. So yeah, this was the bucket name, syndicate gallery and the particular number. Now we are gonna try to get the contents inside this bucket. Because we basically did not have list over the production bucket, only the dev one, and there was nothing good there. So over here, you see there is uh, we are able to see a directory secret dir d1r. Now let's see what it has inside it. Okay, now here is how you find the first flag. Okay, so you have you just copy the flag down to your system. You use s3cp, use the s3 uri, flag one.txt, and just put it over here. Okay, so now it's downloaded to our local file system. Okay. And that would be all. I'm not going to show you the actual flag. This is, uh, that is for you to find out. I've shown you how to do it, but yes, you have to do it on your own. We can't give them all the information, right? We can only take you so yeah. far, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that's fascinating. Yes. And, and just looking at that, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm struck by how complex this must have been to build. But also, um, I can see the smile on your face and, and hear in your voice just how much fun you're having, even knowing, yeah. knowing the answers, right? You're having fun getting in there and doing it. Yes, that is, that is basically the essence of the whole CTA. You have, so these, this is the, the first challenge. There are six more, take it, and all of these would be, I would say, in, an increasing level of difficulty. The, if you get the first one, it is, I would say, kind of doable to very, e it will be pretty easy to get the second one too. That's why I guess we have three users who have got the first one and in a, in a short amount of time they got a second one. So over here is what we talked about earlier that you need to keep on exploring and be open to learning. 
okay so if we had a say a user who did not know about cognito right the particular service that is being used but by looking at the source code he could just search for what is cognito over here and how to use cognito if i have the user id what to do with it so and he could have it could lead him to this stuff this is uh, as a cyber security as a, as a cyber security person it is it is great stuff that everything you can do is already out there you just need to know how to search for it and you have to look hard enough all right so during that walkthrough you know you gave us a, a really good um, walkthrough of the first challenge are there any other uh, any other hints you can give us any any little nuggets that you can can share uh, okay so I'm seeing that people are stuck on the the three people that have submitted they're stuck on the third one so they've covered the first and second challenge and the third one so I would just suggest them this is a very tiny nudge I would suggest them that uh, you will look through the look hard through the description of the particular challenge and I would give you a keyword just just to like push you towards it it's a private API gateway it's a private API gateway and it's up to you guys it's up to you what do you have to do with it all right he's given you yes. the hint he's given you the hint take and yes. run with it get yourself up there on the leaderboard yes. right yep yep it's up it's up for taking the yeah the third challenge is up for the taking let's see you're just ki first. you're just kicked back Shantanu you're just like let's just let them squirm let's let them squirm and <laughs> figure it out <laughs> That, that is the whole essence, right? You, that is a challenge. It is a challenge. It is a capture the flag. You it's need to work out to get these flags. It's yes, a lot of fun. All right. Fun. So I, I did want to ask you, um, you know, obviously we have, INE has a, a huge lab platform. You run that. Um, how are these CTF challenges technically different as compared to the labs that, that we already have, the lab people are already doing? Yeah. So uh, the CTF arena, it is a free offering and we did have some limitations in the type of challenges we can include in this, right? Because there are, because we, because there are always, you cannot have uh, dedicated stuff for a people, for a pre-offering that so many people will be using. Okay. So in the CTF, there are like multiple Lambda functions. There are, these are hosting different applications. These are separated by IAM rules and policies. This is a whole shared lab scenario. And all the participants are basically interacting with the same resources. Hence, it was only it was only possible to make it a read-only challenge. And we were not able to, I would say, we had to keep out some very interesting scenarios that we could create. Okay, and the cost of running this whole infra is also a factor. Now, but with the INE hands-on labs that are present inside the subscription, dedicated resources are deployed whenever a user starts a lab. So now this for us opens up a whole new set of scenarios that can be depicted. So this directly translates to more custom scenarios that our instructors want and what the learner directly benefits from. Thus, I would say making it an even better learning experience for the users. It is really exciting. Um, I, I know it's designed for individuals, um, certainly is not limited to individuals. There's a multitude of ways that people can use this, whether in a, a, a corporate setting, a team setting, an individual setting, you know, student, whatever. Um, can you can you walk us through a little bit of how some teams could use this to train for some real world threats? Yeah, uh, these CTF challenges can be highly beneficial for teams in the field of cybersecurity. So these provide valuable opportunities, I would say, for collaboration, skill building, and this is definitely a simulation of real world scenarios. Now, CTF challenges in a team would help them like uh, align what they are doing with the real-world cybersecurity practices. Now, this can be used as collaborative exercises. This can foster teamwork and communication within these teams. 
participants can leverage each other's strength they can share their knowledge collectively work towards solving the challenge thus like enhancing their teamwork and these are designed to simulate various aspects of real world cyber threats right so teams can practice responding to different scenarios involving a different a lot of fields lot of fields and they can gain hands on experience that will that could directly translate to what their roles are in their actual fields now if a ctf scenario does include some incident response task then this would allow the teams to simulate the detection the investigation and mitigation of all these security incidents now, it will align very closely with the responsibilities of what a cyber security team does have during like actual incidents like when a social incident happens right also introducing a competitive element within a team you have uh, solving challenges against a clock you have comparing scores with each other this adds a level of motivation and engagement and this dynamic will also like mirror the urgency and competitive nature that is present in real world cyber security incidents right you cannot just sit on when on violent attack is happening on you you have to respond to it so this does prepare you for that so even though these are gamified versions of reality their adaptability makes them a versatile tool for team training these can be customized to do anything and i guess by incorporating ctf challenges into team exercises organizations can definitely enhance their cyber security preparedness and improve the incident response capabilities this will cultivate a culture of continuous learning and collaboration among team members yeah so teams can use this as as you know tabletop exercises to simulate report out best practices in the you know in the event of actual cyber actual threats actual threats yes actual threats yes so definitely after other than being a great team building exercise it will help you to form a team that has a lot of diverse skill sets right so if you have a ctf like most of the times this one is uh, ctf particularly is a cloud security ctf focus security ctf but there are others which will have cryptography reverse engineering web exploitation digital forensics so this will help bring all of these mem- team members with diverse skill sets together now it also does help in assessing your team skills it will help you conduct an initial assessment of each team member skill this can help in understanding the strengths and areas for improvement and you know what so whenever you do a ctf with a team right what you would say that i will be solving the ctf i'll be looking at this part of it so, and you guys can take on this part i'm good at this so this assigning of the roles and real life incident response these are this can be done based on individual expertise so that is that really mirrors to the real life scenarios now after doing these ctfs it could help the org say establish specific training goals for the team you have you could have like improve your incident response times enhance your collaboration refining individual skills and this is what defines success for the team now orgs can use these challenges to simulate real world scenarios that the team might encounter in the roles this could be that org will have whatever scenarios that they can experience they could already prepare a ctf for that and train the team members on it right focusing on these challenges that will be like that could be like detecting and responding to incidents analyzing some malware that has that has entered the network securing the web application i could just like go on and on about the continuous improvement the encouraging collaboration recognizing the achievements of your team members and many more benefits and integrating ctf into a team training and team training can help an organization create a dynamic and le- engaging learning environment that will very closely mirror the challenges faced in real life cybersecurity 
All right, a couple people in the comments asking if the uh, this CTF is live right now. Yes, it is. We've dropped a link into the comments, so you can go ahead um, and jump right in now. And uh, Shantanu has has uh, very nicely given you a few hints uh, along the way, so feel free to jump right in. Yes, it is live now. I have a question from Ghassan, who is watching on YouTube. Will the CTFs be about cloud security only? This particular CTF is about cloud security. Upcoming ones will be different fields. We'll be including different fields into it. We're still working. Uh, the next two CTFs are published over there on the CTF portal, and will be see. We did mention I did mention the constraints that we have, but within those constraints, we'll be work. We'll be working to provide the best level stuff that we can do. Not only cloud, we could have other stuff too. The next can one is about like CI/CD pipelines, so that's pretty interesting. Yep, that's what that's what my next question was. Is can you tell us a little bit about the next challenge? What we can expect? Uh, we're still working on the whole, uh, on the whole, the whole challenge. But what you can expect is basically, uh, I just want, don't want to give too much of it away. Uh, okay, so it's basically uh, so we have CI/CD pipelines, right? These are the ways whenever a big companies like a big organization creates a software product. And they have a particular, they have a particular way of building this stuff. They push their code somewhere that goes goes through some tests, goes through some checks, and then it is pushed. A build of that product has been created. It is verified. Some tests are run on it, and then it gets published, right? So in this whole process, there are ways. There are ways you could exploit these processes. There are ways misconfigurations that can lead to vulnerabilities in these processes, and that's where this challenge will be. That's what this will be focusing on. Pipeline plunge. So the pipeline starts for CI/CD pipelines. So, so this will be your DevOps, most of mostly your DevOps challenge. All right. So you've given us a little tease. All right. We're on the hook. We're ready. We're ready. Uh, Shantanu, anything else that you you know that you want to to tell people about the CTF, about the CTF arena? Um, anything else before we shut it down here? Uh, so like, I would just uh, reiterate on the fact that you have to look hard enough, look hard enough, look wherever you have access, look around, look around. You can find stuff that will lead you to the next flag, and also go to the descriptions. Uh, they they do they do, and if you look hard enough, you can find hints. Yes, Read those descriptions very, very, very closely. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right, Shantanu, thank you so much for joining us. In an absolute mastermind of what's going on here. This is awesome. A brand new venture for INE, um, and and just a lot of fun. So thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for creating it. Uh, working working so hard to to build this, and um, for being here today to talk with us about it. Thank you, Captain. All right, that is going to wrap up today's stream. Again, the inaugural challenge in INE CTF Arena is open right now. It is live. Operation Shadow Cloud closes February 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Once it closes, it will move to our Skill Dive platform. So if you have a subscription to that, you can still access it on uh, access this particular challenge over there on Skill Dive. But in the meantime, it is open and again free to uh, to anyone who wants to join it. The next challenge that uh, Shantanu was just mentioning opens March 5th. Pipeline Plunge, securing the flow. Be sure to keep checking the CTF Arena dashboard for new challenges. Again, we've dropped those links in the comments, and you can find it there. We appreciate you joining us today. Hope you had fun, and uh, good luck out there. Be sure to like and subscribe on the social platform you're using, and subscribe to our email list, too, so you can stay in the loop on all the best deals, get a heads up when we're going live, and maybe get some of those tips and tricks as well. We'll see you next time. Until then, have fun in the CTF Arena.